Welcome. Thank you for joining us for this episode from Avondale Baptist Church. We are so happy to be sharing the Word of God with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you. And now, here's Brother Richard. The Right here, right now. Uh, man, just thank you for those uh, beautiful uh, songs. Uh, Todd, just... Uh, Christ is our living hope, and that's exactly what we even talked about in our in our Sunday school uh, class for the young adults, and uh, just talking about hope. You know, uh, what is hope? Just think about it to yourself right now, and do you have hope? Do you have true biblical hope? I want you to think back for a second. If you claim to have a relationship with Christ, you've been saved by the grace of God because of what Jesus has done. Just think about it. Are you, I'm going to just straight, are you saved? If you say yes, I want you to think back that particular day when you received Christ. Think back. Go back to that moment when you received Christ. How does that make you feel? For me, it, it was exciting. It ignited something in my heart. I didn't know exactly what it was. I didn't know what was happening to me. All I know is that I was heading to hell, and I was bringing my family with me. I was heading to hell, and I was bringing my family with me. And I knew that something needed to change, and I was 23 years old when I received Christ, and, and I just, I remember that day. I remember that day, and I'm just going to give you the short version of this, but... The only reason why I went to church was because some guy invited Becky to church. So I went to church to make sure that this guy knew I belonged to Becky or really Becky belonged to me. So I was going to make my presence known and, hey, you better watch it. You better watch who you're inviting to church. But I didn't know that. God was going to do something in my life. I didn't know that God was going to stir something in my heart. And after a couple of times of going to church looking for a fight, I didn't know that the, the battle that I was really fighting was against God. And one day, after visiting and 
some people from the church and even my cousin that was going to that church were sharing the love of Christ with me. And I just happened to get off of work at DPC and my cousin was mowing the yard at that time and I stopped and talked to him and he asked me how your heart's doing. I said, it's fine, it's good. Actually, it really wasn't. But usually that's the, that's the answer we give people when we ask them, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. And he says, no, he says, I could tell by your eyes you're hurting. God is doing something. Try to brush it off. And I just told him, you know what, I'll talk to you later. And I was heading home and. For whatever reason, God was giving me the the vision and, and he was giving me the, the, the emotions that uh, that I caused Becky to have when we were together. I know some of this is going to be shocking to you, but I was not always the perfect husband, right? I had piercings on my face. I listened to some music that I shouldn't have been listening to. I was drinking some things that I shouldn't have been drinking. You know, I was just, in the worldly standards, I was being a man, working and providing for my family and making sure my wife does what I tell her to do, you know, and that particular evening as I was heading home and just God was just revealing the, the, the horrible things that I did to to my family. And I, next thing you know, I find myself in the parking lot of a church. Broadway Baptist Church. It's a church here in Sweetwater. And I went in and went to Dr. Um, uh, Dr. Hicks' office and talked to him. And, man, he led me to the Lord right there. I was ready. I was excited. I was on fire. If I met you on the streets, the first thing that would come out of my mouth was, was about Jesus. Man, I was on fire. I was excited because I know more. Am I going to go to hell? No more. I, I'm going to start doing right. And I'm going to start following this man named Jesus that I have no idea who really he is, who he is really. I'm just going to learn about him. And I just know that I experienced something that I've never experienced before. And it was just so amazing. And I went home and, man, it was amazing. Man, was your experience something similar to that? Was it when you received Christ for the first time in your life and you gave your life to Christ, did you feel something? Did you get excited because you were a changed person? You were going to be a new creation? Did something like that happen? And do you remember how you were? Were you sharing the gospel with people? Man, I remember I was at a softball game and I saw one of my coaches from high school that I hadn't seen in years. And, and this was like when I first received Christ. And he says, how you been? Man, I've been great. You know why I've been great, coach? Because I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Do you know him? Kind of looked at me. And I wish I could stand here and say that it's always been like that. But it wasn't. Somewhere 
along the way, I lost my excitement. I lost my shout. I would find myself hardly ever talking about Christ anymore. I found myself myself just living life. I was kind of a secret service Christian, so to speak. Come to church on Sundays, do a little bit of work on Wednesdays. But Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, I really never gave much thought about Christ. Life happened. There was a particular incident that happened that really just shook me. And I can't remember exactly what day it was or what the event was, but we were having a special uh, event at the park, at Newman Park. And Roman was... Uh, in team challenge and I think the first time that he was there and he had this excitement about Christ and just every person that he would talk to it was about Jesus and it got even got to the point that I got tired of it like dude enough is enough my his father a believer a a deacon he <laughs> A Sunday school teacher, a a leader in the youth, a leader in the church was telling my son, hey, that's too much Jesus. And I remember that particular day, too, we were eating at Bucks and he was so excited and we were just talking about it. and And I was just praying to God, God, just don't let me quench the spirit, man, let me receive what what he is saying. I know he's excited I said, but don't, don't, please, Lord, help me. I don't want to quench the spirit. We had a good lunch, good visit. <clears throat> I start paying. And right before we walk out the door, Roman stops, and he looks at everybody in bucks. Hey, guys, you know what? Jesus loves you. Amen. 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 I wish I would have said that. I, what are you doing? You're crazy. You can't just do that. Why not? It's easy for you to do that, Roman, because you don't live here. I live here. People see me. People know me. Dad, do you hear what you're saying? You don't want me to tell people that Jesus loves them because you're worried because of the town that you live in? Of course, that caused an argument. And then that event at the park and Roman takes off, of course, and he's just sharing the love of Christ with people, seeing people that he hadn't seen in a long time and just... Going, oh, we were down there at the park, just minding our own business, just enjoying family time. And I say, man, I'm going to go make sure 
Roman is okay because he's been gone for a while. And so I'm backtracking where he's been, you know. Uh, uh, and I, I see my, my brother-in-law and his family up the ways. And so I go over there and I say, hey, have y'all seen Roman? You know, I'm looking for Roman. And he said, he says, oh, we love Roman. He was just here. He was just talking to us about Jesus. He prayed for us. And I could just see the eyes of those people of, of my brother-in-law's family. I could tell that some of them were even actually crying. And, and my brother-in-law, he's like, man, he's on fire for the Lord. He's like, yeah, God is doing some amazing things. And my brother-in-law says this. I remember when you used to be like that. I used to be that way. I used to be that way. And maybe that's the same similar story. Maybe when you first received Christ, you were excited. You just wanted to share the love of Christ with everybody and anyone who would listen. And then somewhere along the way, you felt maybe defeated. Maybe you felt discouraged. Maybe you've experienced rejection. It is easy to lose that excitement. It is easy to lose your shout. And I started thinking, why? How could that happen? We lose it because I believe that sometimes in the midst of our trials, that's when we lose Sight of the real reason for our joy. We lose sight of the real reason for our joy. And maybe that's you this morning. Luke chapter 10 is our verse that we're going to be reading out of. Luke chapter 10 verse 17. We're going to see some people who who were excited. And we're going to hear from Jesus and what he says about them being excited, about them rejoicing, them having joy. See, Jesus is already walking the streets and and he's already performing amazing miracles and he's healing and and lives are being changed and, and the people are seeing that, they're witnessing that. And you're starting to see people, man, I am going... To follow you, Jesus. I want to go with you. And Jesus says, man, be careful what you're saying. Do you know what you're saying? And he sends out the 70. And he tells them to go heal in his name. Go minister into his name. And the 70 returned in verse 17. Then the 70 returned with what? With joy. Why did they return with joy? Did they make a lot of money? No. Did they make a lot of friends? No. Why did they return joy? Because they're saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Why did they say that? Because they were performing miracles. They were praying over people. They were seeing people being healed when they pray, when they minister to people. They were seeing lives being changed. 
Man, have you ever had a, a, a prayer answered in your life? Have you ever seen something amazing happened in your life or to your friend's life or to your family's life and the only answer was God? How excited were you? How excited were you? Man. And this is what the 70 was experiencing. They were returning with joy. Man, can you imagine? Just picture yourself in that moment. Jesus, <laughs> man, let me tell you something. There was this man, he was, he was way out there. He, nobody liked him, nobody wanted to mess with him. But, man, we remember what you said, Jesus, was to pray for people, minister people and by your name. And we did. We laid hands on this man, and his life was changed. I just can't believe it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Man, you said that we're going to have authority over evil. We're going to have authority. We're, and it's happening. It's amazing. And Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by, by any means hurt you. What? Wait a minute. Let's read that again. Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He says, I was there. I was there when Satan got casted out. I was there from the beginning. I was there. I'm there from the beginning. I'm going to be there at the end. I witnessed it, what happened to Satan. And he says, behold, he says, watch it. Pay attention to this. Okay, what I'm about to tell you. It's going to blow your mind. This is not coming from me. It's coming from Jesus. And this is what Jesus says. He says, I give you. I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all. Let me say that again. Over all. Not some. Not I'm going to give you a little bit. I'm going to give you just a tiny pinch. No, he says, I give you all the power. I give you over all the power of the enemy. And nothing. And nothing. And nothing. How much is nothing? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. Just that right there, that right there should bring peace into our hearts. That right there should comfort our spirit. It doesn't matter what you're going through, church. It doesn't matter your circumstances. When you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you place your faith on what he has done on the cross and you have that hope, that biblical hope, you can rely on God's word, and God's word says that nothing shall by any means hurt you. But nevertheless, verse 20, 
nevertheless, he says, do not rejoice in this. He says, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Richard. I know you're excited. I know I gave you authority over all of the enemy schemes. And I know that, hey, nothing's going to hurt you. Right? That's something to be uh, rejoiceful about. That is something to, to have a life of joy, a life of passion, a life of just excitement. But he says, whoa, hold on there. He says, don't rejoice in that, though. He says, don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. He says, but rather rejoice because your name are written in heaven. (sighs) Rejoice because your name are written in heaven. The book of life. Is your name written in the book of life? See, we try to find joy in so many things. We try to find that joy in our possessions. We try to find that joy in our relationships. We try to find that, we even try to find that joy in churches. Yes, we try to find that joy in churches. We try to find that joy in, the, in, in our vehicles, in our jobs. But Jesus says, no, you rejoice because your name is written in heaven. It is written in heaven. Does that mean something to you? Seriously, your name written in heaven. Man, I remember back in my days of of going to some clubs. I mean, I I know I need to be careful now, but but you would go on, for instance, my nephew plays in a band, and they were playing in Abilene. I call him up. I say, hey, Hey, nephew, hey, we want to go see you. Hey, don't worry, Unc, I got you. I'm going to put you on the list. Oh, really? What does that mean? He says, you got VIP treatment. That's right. That's what that means. He says, you're going to be on the list. All right, man. Okay, cool. Hey, can you put some for my friends too? You know, I, got, I can't forget about my friends, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll hook all y'all up. We go over there. There's a line. We didn't have to wait in that line. We went straight to the front. Hey, I'm on the list. What's your name, sir? Richard Acuna. This is my entourage here. They're on the list, too. They're with me. So if I'm on the list, they're on the list. All right, Mr. Acuna, come on in. I didn't have to wait. Ooh, what a what, what a way to be on the list. That list does not compare to the our names being written in heaven in the book of life. Isn't that awesome? Man, when we get to heaven, there is not going to be any waiting. There's going to be there's not going to be a personnel committee. 
There's not going to be any kind of committees but a welcoming committee. And that welcoming committee is going to come and they're going to rejoice and they're going to be glad. I'm going to be happy to see them. Because everybody that I know that receives Christ is going to be there somewhere. Somewhere along the line, we, we lose our shout. We lose our shout because of the trials that we're dealing with, the circumstances that we're in. Because maybe we haven't felt any peace. I want you to know that feeling good, feeling good is just an emotion. That's not what brings us joy. Feeling good that brings joy into our lives is really not true joy. We all like to feel good, right? That feeling, we all like to just have that feeling like everything is perfect, everything is going my way, the, the money is right, the relationships is right, the job is right, so I can feel good. And that way, I feel good, so I have joy. But it's not like that. The feelings aren't where it is at. It's not. Is it circumstances that brings about rejoicing? No, it's not. Is getting our way brings joy? No, it's not. So what is the real root of the joy? The real root, according to Jesus, is not feelings. It's not your circumstances. It's not having money in the bank. It's not getting our way. It's just a simple, blessed assurance that we have been saved. It is the simple, blessed assurance that we have been saved. That we have been saved. And that right there, church, should produce Joy that is unspeakable. Joy that is full of glory. Joy that is just filled in our hearts and filled in our lives. See, the disciples, man, they were out there ministering and preaching in the name of the Lord. Man, they saw some powerful things, church. They saw some some amazing, amazing things. The demonic spirits that people were dealing with were helpless against their power. Every single one of us can experience that power. Every single one of us can experience that true biblical joy. But like I have been saying for the last couple of weeks, it's just a matter of how we see things. I see more myself 
in heaven. I see more of this world more like heaven. I'm starting to see people more being more like people living in heaven. It's just a matter of perspective. Kinda. How's your perspective? It's because of the salvation. See, salvation is more than just a get out of hell card. It's more than just, hey, I'm free. I'm not going to hell. It's not fire insurance. It's more than that. Salvation brings with it many, many, many wonderful gifts that the sometimes we believers tend to forget. We tend to forget as we fight battles of life. There's just a few things I want to refresh your memory. When you receive Christ, there's things that is given to you. There's things that are handed to you. Why? Because you are a child of God. First of all, you have a new relationship. When you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are receiving a new relationship. At the very instant of conversion, a new relationship is formed. The newborn child of God instantly becomes a child of God. Isn't that amazing? Seriously, isn't that amazing? Man, I could just stop there and that just gets me excited. Child of God. How do you think that makes the father feel? Man, I remember remember when my my kids were born, every single one of them. I just can't believe that God would bless me with such beautiful kids. They're mine. They're my child. And you remember, I, I, I just remember how just holding them. Just thanking Jesus. I did this with with Jesus' help. Can you see the Father in heaven when when he's receiving you as a child? That that's how he feels? (laughs) Richard. Richard's my baby. It sounds silly, but true. My father cares about me. My father loves me. That relationship. It's an adoption. See, when we are saved, we are adopted into the family of God. He takes us as his children. He takes us the way we are. And I hope that I don't make Tarina uncomfortable, but Tarina was placed, adopted into our family. 
We didn't have to wait. We didn't tell the people, uh, no, she has to do this. She has to be this. She has to act like this. She has to do that. No, we said, yes, we take her. Yes, we adopt her. Yes, we're going to take care of her. Yes, she's our child. Everything that belongs to us now belongs to her. That's exactly how Christ is. That's exactly how God is with the adoption. Everything that belongs to the Father now belongs to us. That's why Jesus says that I give you the authority. I give you these things. Because you are part of the family. Another thing that happens when we receive Christ and we have a new relationship with God and and we are adopted into his family, we have access. We have total, complete access to the Father. Do you understand that? We have total, complete access to the Father. In our new membership class, one of the things that they talked about was they had us take our cell phone now and just look at our daily text messages. And as I was doing that, I was looking through my daily text messages, and I'm just amazed on how many text messages I send throughout the day through different people. And the guy on the, on the video said, do you talk to God that way? Have you talking to God that many times throughout your day? And the answer was no. We have access to the Lord of lords, to the King of kings, the, the one who created us, the one who created all this, the one who is creating a place for us in heaven that we have access we have a direct line to God but yet we don't use that direct line we don't sometimes think about it There's a new renewal, a a new renewal. See, when a person comes to Jesus for salvation, we're made new. We are made new. When you received Christ, whether it's A week ago, a month ago, a year ago, a decade ago. I hope that you are changed. I hope that you're not the same when you first received Christ. Every day, we are new, we are renewed. Security. Ooh, a lot of us want security. We want security in our relationships. We want security in our bank accounts. We want security in our retirements. 
We want security in our homes. But man, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we are secured for the rest of our lives. You know that? We are secured for the rest of our lives. When Jesus says that your name is written, it means that it stands written. There is no big eraser. Oh, Richard, you messed up. I'm erasing your name again. Because I tell you what, there's not an eraser big enough to erase all the all the wrongs that I've done. He says, when I receive Christ, your name is written and it cannot be erased. And I know that talking to some people, there's some of us that struggle with our salvation. I don't know if I'm truly saved. We, we could tell by the fruit. Are you producing good fruits? See, our names are not going to be blotted out of the book of life. And I am so grateful for that. I am so grateful that if I mess up today, that it's not going to be a race. It's in there forever. But there's this thing called sanctification. It's a process. And I did a series about trusting the process. See, when we're living this life of, of Christ, it's a process. It's a sanctification where we're looking, we're moving forward to be better, to be closer, to look more like Christ each and every day. We're going to be sanctified. Oh, Father God, I feel like there's someone here that needs to know about forgiveness. There's somebody here that you feel like whatever you've done, you feel like you cannot be forgiven. And I'm going to tell you this morning, God can forgive you. Like it really does it. God forgives you. And when we have when we have a true picture of heaven, when we really have an understanding of what heaven is going to be, what heaven is going to be, it changes everything, church. It changes everything. And let me just tell you something, how it changes. And this is something that I am convicted of. But did you know that every single person that's going to be in heaven, we're going to um, 
get along? Think about that. Every person that is in heaven, we're going to be living together forever in eternity. Think about that. The person that is in my life or, or, or whatever it is that's happening in my life. And if, I have, if I'm disgruntled on that person or I have some kind of ill feeling towards that person and that person loves Jesus and he has a place in heaven, guess what? We're going to be living in heaven together. See, there's not going to be any tears. In Revelation 2, verse 14, it says there's no more tears. There's going to be no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more sin. There will be no sinners in heaven. There's no sun. There's no night. There's no curse. All of this is available to us. All of this is is, is for us. We have to begin. If we want to start experiencing heaven here on earth, we have to start living like we're in heaven. What does that mean? Those exact, those things. Yes, we're still going to have pain here. We're still going to have heartache. We're still going to be disappointed But we have to. We have to start learning to love each other. We have to start caring for one another. Woo! Because why? What's going to be there? God is going to be with us. God is going to be with his people in heaven. Jesus is going to be there with his people in heaven. There's going to be pearly gates in heaven. There's going to be streets of gold. We're going to be in the presence of the glory of God. Do you understand that? Man, we're going to be in his presence. (sighs) We're going to be home. We're going to be home, church. I want us to start living now like we're living in heaven. And we can. Why? Because it's just a matter of perspective. And we need to know that God, Jesus, gives us all the power over the enemy. He says nothing will hurt us. See, there's so much more that can be said about heaven, but these things that I listed are sufficient to to make me rejoice. I want to rejoice because these things are for me. They're mine. I'm going to experience all of this. I'm going to partake on these glorious days. The worship last week. I just got a glimpse where I was just like, our worship is going to be amazing. The worship is going to be amazing. See, church, 
What about you? How are you seeing life today? Man, let's walk out of here with an eternal perspective. Let's, let's walk out of here with a heavenly perspective. That you know what? I can experience heaven now. How? First of all, you know that you are saved by grace. And that you are saved by the blood of Jesus. That is the number one thing. That you can rejoice in that. And second, you realize that you are loved. (laughs) You are loved. Three simple words. Jesus loves you. Do you believe it? Let's decide that if we are saved, that we will act like we are saved. And that we will rejoice simply because we can. It's quite simple. Let's rejoice because I'm saved. That's what I can rejoice in. But because of that, the Lord gives us so many reasons for praising him. And let's not take them for granted. But let's give him the glory and the honor this morning. Let's give it all to him. Because I'm telling you, God is doing some amazing things. He's doing some amazing things. And he's asking us, sometimes he's do, he, makes, he asks us to do things that doesn't make sense. But he has a better view on what's going on than we do. Right? Do you believe that? See, I saw an illustration uh, one day. And, and uh, Geeky, I'm going to put you on the spot. Can you come here? And we'll end with this. So we have the bottle, right? It's a bottle of water. It's the same bottle, right? We're not watching, right? But what, what does it say to you? Drink now. They don't say that. It says no, they don't say that. It just says bottle of water, huh? And I sit here and I say it doesn't say that. Who's right? Both of us right, right? Um, what I see is distributed by Brookshire's Groceries Company, Post Office Box 1411, Tyler, Texas. Oh, if I want to go that difficult, right? But one thing that I've learned is that we could sit here and argue, right, all day long. And, 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 and when the guy was doing the, 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 the illustration, it was through racial injustice. He was talking about racial injustice. And, 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 and we could sit here and we could argue. Trust me, I'm going somewhere with this, right? But it's not until if I take the time to walk around and see it from his perspective. Ah, I see what you're saying, right? Same thing. If he takes the time and he moves over here on this side, right, we can see each other's perspective, right? 
God, there's this new camera. You mean you could be seated. There's this new camera. It's called 360. That's God's vision. He sees everything all around this. And it's not until we take the time, we take the time in prayer, we take the time to be in his word, we take the time to serve people, see a need, meet a need, we start taking time to actually be the citizens of heaven that we are called to be. We take that time. We're going to start seeing things the way Jesus sees things. We're going to start seeing things the way God created us to see things. And that's what it's talking about. But what is it? We have to get up. We have to intentionally, intentionally get up and move in the direction that God is telling us to move. That's the key. When we start doing that, oh, we're going to start experiencing heaven here on earth. As Gary comes up and starts playing. I want to ask you something, church. How's your relationship with Christ? Seriously. How is your relationship with Christ? This is not a joke. This is not something something to take lightly. This is 2022. They almost forgot. I don't want us to go another day. I don't want us to go another day of rejecting Christ. I don't want us to go another day of not building a relationship with Christ. I don't want us to go another day holding any kind of heartache, holding any kind of pain, any kind of wounds that the enemy is saying that we can never be healed from. And that's a lie from the hell. Jesus says that nothing on this earth will hurt you. You have given, you have been given all authority. You have been given all the power that you need. It's just a matter if we're going to be willing to be used. And the first thing is taking that first step of faith. Of receiving Christ. Do you have a relationship with Christ? If the answer is no, I encourage you. I encourage you to walk out of that aisle and come to the front and receive him. Allow me or Todd to pray over you. We are we will walk through this together. As Gary is playing, take this time. If that is you. Don't miss out on this opportunity. You receive him now, and you have the rest of your life to get to know Christ. And I'm going to tell you, church, by experience, it's amazing. It's amazing. With all eyes closed, if that's you, take this opportunity to come to the front. Now maybe, maybe you're that person that you haven't experienced that joy that that we've been talking about and you want, you want to, you want to experience that kind of joy. 
See, Jesus says, come to me, those who are weary. And I believe there's some of us today, this morning, that are just tired. And Jesus says, come. And if that's you, take this opportunity. Take this opportunity to come to the altar. And allow him to be back in your life. Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, always remember, Jesus loves you.